0: Happy Monday, everybody. My name is Brandon Rosa, and welcome to episode 127 of the Xbox in 10 Podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. Every Monday, this podcast covers new game releases, the previous week's gaming news, and we all are in an Xbox related fun fact together. This show is on YouTube and podcast services around the world, so please subscribe on your favorite and leave a review. XboxN10.com, no numbers, is your quick source for links to all of our podcast destinations and social media profiles, which you can follow at XboxN10. To start, let's talk game releases. The big game out last week was the Dark Pictures Anthology, House of Ashes. And the games coming out this week include Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, Story of Seasons, Friends of Mineral Town, NASCAR 21 Ignition, Death Park 2, *Dadish 2, *Dadish*, Riders Republic, Undernaughts, Labyrinth of Yomi, Hermitage, Strange Case Files, Bassmaster Fishing 2022, Fatal Frame, Maiden of Black Water, Black Widow Recharged, Verse*. Backbone, PJ Masks Heroes of the Night, and Light Fairy Tale Episode 2. A couple of announcements for Xbox Game Pass. New games coming to Xbox Game Pass include the following which you can play today. On cloud console and PC you can play the Into the Pit, on PC you can play Outriders, on cloud and console you can play Dragon Ball Fighter Z, cloud console and PC Echo Generation, and PC Everspace 2. On October 28th you can play the new Age of Empires 4 on PC. Alan Wyke's American Nightmare on console and PC, Backbone on console, Bassmaster Fishing 2022 on cloud console and PC, Non-Guns Doppelganger Edition on cloud console and PC, and The Forgotten City on cloud console and PC. Also coming to Xbox Game Pass and launching on Xbox December 14th, we can all finally play Among Us. Very excited to try that game. And lastly, Microsoft added more touch controls to some of their Xbox cloud gaming catalog on Game Pass, and they include the following games. Art of Rally, Boyfriend Dungeon, Crown Trick, Curse of the Dead Gods, Gears Tactics, Lethal League Blaze, Signs of the Sojourner, The Ascent, Swim World 2, Yakuza 0, Yakuza 6, The Song of Life, Yakuza Kiwami, and Yakuza Kiwami 2. Now onto last week's biggest news stories, and strap in, because we have 12 to discuss this week, and I'm even recording this early on a Thursday. Number 1. Starfield Drops New Video About The Settled Systems Heidi Nicholas at True Achievements writes, a new video for Starfield reveals a little bit more about the dangers we'll face in the quote, settled systems, end quote, in our work for the organization known as the Constellation. Design Director Emil Pagarulli talks us through the Settled Systems, an area of our solar system. Starfield is set in 2330, but Pagarulli tells us that the 2310 saw a colony war between the United Colonies and the Free Star Collective, and that it's only an quote, uneasy peace end quote, that exists in the present will apparently play as a new member of the organization known as Constellation, which is, quote, committed to uncovering the mysteries of the galaxy, end quote. Pagarulo doesn't expand on our role with Constellation, but does describe a few of the dangers we'll come across in the settled systems, such as mercenaries, spacers, and pirates. It's a brief look at one of Bethesda's most anticipated games, and gives a good look at some concept art for Starfield as well. If you have any interest or want to pique your interest in this game, go check out the video, check out the cool concept art. It certainly did a little bit something for me. I'm starting to become more tantalized with the idea of this game. My last real Bethesda game I fell in love with was Fallout 3. Fallout 4, I was so hyped about, but it just didn't do it for me, and I've never been a big fan of Skyrim. I did love Oblivion back in the day, so I'm excited for something new, something fresh, and I do love me some space. Number 2. Xbox announces 20th anniversary event. Matt Perslow at IGN writes, Microsoft has announced an Xbox Anniversary Celebration to mark 20 years of Xbox. It has also made it clear that no new games will be announced during the show. Announced on the Xbox Wire blog, the Xbox Anniversary Celebration will take place on November 15th, starting at 1pm Eastern, quote, While we won't announce any new games, this anniversary broadcast will be a special look back at 20 years of Xbox, end quote, said head of Xbox Game Studios, Matt Booty. The announcement came alongside a roadmap for the next three months of Xbox Game Pass, on October 28th, Age of Empires 4 will be released on Game Pass for PC, and will be followed by Minecraft, which finally lands on Xbox Game Pass for PC on November 2nd. Forza Horizon 5 drops on November 9th, and the Game of the Year edition of Flight Simulator lands on November 18th. Finally, Xbox rounds out the year with Halo Infinite on December 8th. For any of those big fans of Xbox, certainly tune into the show as I will myself. It's cool to see what they've done to Xbox.com, go check it out if you haven't, and I love these types of celebration events for some brands that we do love, and I do love me some Xbox. Number 3. Microsoft Announces 512GB and 2TB Xbox Series X and S Expansion Cards Sean Carey at True Achievements writes, After rumors began circulating last month, Microsoft has now officially announced new 2TB and 512GB Seagate Storage Expansion Cards for Xbox Series X and S consoles. As detailed in an Xbox Wire post, the 512GB and 2TB Storage Expansion Cards for Xbox Series X and S will be available soon in all Xbox markets. The 512GB card is available to pre order today from Walmart for $139.99 and will launch in mid November. The 2TB version, which I'm sure is the one most of you will be after, costs nearly as much as an Xbox Series X console at an eye watering $399.99. The 2TB card will be available in pre order in November and launches in early December. Wow. While I love the options, that 2TB sitting at $399.99 is certainly a hard sell. I understand the cost of it, I get why it costs so much. Just kind of hard to look at. I got the 1TB at launch and I've loved it. It was worth the money for me. I love the convenience. Not having to remove games constantly, even though I still do because I like to load up my hard drive with the games I want to play and never get time to do so. Number 4, Xbox Game Pass subscriber growth slowed down this year. Matt Kim at IGN writes, Game Pass subscriptions have slowed in the fiscal year 2021 according to new documents released by Microsoft. In a new financial statement, Microsoft revealed that Xbox Game Pass subscriptions are rose by 37.5% falling short of its internal target of 47.8. In contrast, last year Microsoft overperformed on its targets to grow Xbox Game Pass, increasing subscriptions by nearly 86% over a goal of 71%. What that means is that Microsoft's Xbox Game Pass subscriptions have slowed down this past year, and it's likely a combination of factors. One of the key promises of Xbox Game Pass is that first-party titles will be available on the service day and date, so far in 2021, first-party titles have been relegated mostly to Age of Empires Remasters, Microsoft Flight Simulator, and Psychonauts 2. New first-party titles like Age of Empires 4 and Halo Infinite are still months away and will deliver on Game Pass's promise of major first-party day and date releases. And Xbox Game Pass remains a key focus for Microsoft overall. Growing the service is a key performance metric for Microsoft executives, meaning hitting desired growth goals will result in bonuses for members of Microsoft's leadership team, As Axios reports, Game Pass growth is the only pure gaming metric in the executive payment plan, highlighting its performance. As Microsoft's first party offerings ramp up, it will likely affect Xbox Game Pass's subscription numbers. This isn't too surprising as they've had a lot of great games come out, but none of those 10 poor releases. I can't wait to see how the numbers pan out beginning of next year, once we get the big titles like Forza Horizon 5 and Halo Infinite. Halo Infinite should move significant numbers, and I'm going to be really intrigued especially on Halo Infinite to see how many copies it actually sells. Or are you just going to take advantage of like me and play it through Xbox Game Pass? Number 5. Xbox October Update adds 4K dashboard and night mode. James Carr at GameSpot writes, The Xbox October update has begun rolling out, bringing the 4K dashboard update to all Xbox Series X consoles. Announced on the Xbox Wire, the October update also includes night mode settings for Xbox Series X and and the ability to quickly change accessibility options from the Xbox Guide. Prior to this update, the Xbox Series X dashboard was 1080p upscaled to 4K. Now the dashboard will be rendered in native 4K resolution on the Series X when connected to a 4K display. Icons on the dashboard and Xbox guide menu will have improved visuals looking sharper than previously. The October update also adds a suite of night mode settings to Xbox consoles. The option allows you to customize and dim the light of the connected display, helping keep rooms dark at night or helping anyone who is sensitive to light. The night mode options also allow you to dim the light coming from the Xbox controller power button and the power button on the console itself. It includes an option to have the night mode turn on and off at a set schedule. A customizable blue light display filter is also available exclusively on a Series X and S consoles. Lastly the update adds a quick settings section to the Xbox guide allowing you to turn on and off some of the accessibility options without leaving your game. Very cool update, I love the 4K dashboard. It's something that you actually do notice if you're someone like me playing on a beautiful LG OLED TV. When you switch back from the PS5 to the Xbox before it was 4K, it's a noticeable difference love this just give me all that high fidelity all the time on my series x and talking about fidelity number six number six halo infinite 343 says pc ray tracing is a top priority after launch joe scrabbles at IGN writes halo infinite won't launch with ray tracing on pc but developer 343 industries says it's one of the studio's top development priorities post launch in a blog post 343 announced that amd is the game's pc partner with the two pursuing, quote, a close long-term partnership with Halo across both engineering and marketing efforts, end quote. While saying that the partnership has helped the team optimize the game for everything from high-powered PCs to much older hardware, 343 added that, quote, we've identified opportunities for additional configuration options, performance tweaks and memory improvements across both PC as well as console, and we're working together on more optimization solutions that should benefit all platforms, end quote. One of those additional opportunities is ray tracing. 343 three already told IGN that the ray tracing wouldn't come in the launch version of the game, and this blog post reconfirms that, despite the game having received a year's delay since that interview, and said the AMD partnership will seemingly help the feature be added later. This is a little disappointing, like we've already talked about on the show when we reported on that we won't have ray tracing at launch, but it is nice to say that it is a top priority afterwards, so hopefully we won't have to wait too long to enjoy. Number 7. We Happy Few Studio doubled in size to make a narrative single player Xbox exclusive. Jared Moore at IGN writes, Compulsion Games, the studio behind We Happy Few, says that it has doubled in size for its newest project, which will be a third-person, narrative-driven, single-player game. During an interview with Xbox Squad, as translated by VGC, Compulsion Games' PR and community developer, Nyla Hadjas, talked further about the studio's recent expansion and its plans for the future, saying, quote, I think we gave ourselves a little time to learn. It's our first game with Microsoft, and we're learning a lot, end quote. Microsoft announced back at E3 2018 that it had bought Compulsion Games. Quote, we have doubled the workforce and we are adapting to it, end quote. continued, quote, the goal is to expand our zany universe to continue to make our mark in video games as a studio that likes to make unique games and little use settings. For now, that's our goal, pursue our legacy, our heritage while remaining true to ourselves, end quote. This is exciting for me, the one area that Xbox needs to step up is in single player narrative driven games to compete with those awesome exclusives over on Sony's side. We have to see what Compulsion can do. I only played about an hour and a half of We Happy Few, and I gotta say, I was much more interested in the game leading up to it than I was actually playing it. It certainly wasn't bad, but just didn't pull me in. You have to imagine for Xbox to acquire the studio, they must have saw something interesting that they were working on, or saw potential in them. Can't wait to see what this game finally is, and hopefully we get the announcement last year. Especially considering We Happy Few entered Early Access all the way back in 2016. Number 8 Halo co-creator Marcus Leto joins EA to build new studio making first-party games. Wesley Yunpool at Eurogamer writes, Halo co-creator Marcus Leto has joined EA as a game director of an unannounced first-person game. Leto dubbed the quote, father of the Master Chief, and quote, for his role in the creation of the iconic Halo series at Bungie, is building a new EA office in the Seattle area. Details are scarce, but Leto said in a tweet that the new studio is being built to work on first-person games. Leto was most recently president and game director at V1 Interactive which was closed down earlier this year after Disintegration failed to pull in enough players. This is exciting, this is a little cautious buyer beware considering the fall of Disintegration and that the game did nothing for anyone, but I am excited to see with the power of EA they've been on a pretty good stretch lately, see what they can do with Marcus Leto, the co-creator of Halo. Number 9, Ubisoft Reportedly Developing New Splinter Cell Game Matt Perslow at IGN writes, Ubisoft has reportedly greenlit development of a new mainline Splinter Cell game, if the rumor proves to be true, it will be the first core entry in the Tom Clancy Stealth series since 2013's Splinter Cell Blacklist. A report from VGC claims multiple, quote, development sources, and quote, have revealed that a new Splinter Cell is in an early phase of production, with a small chance of the game being announced in 2022. The project has apparently been greenlit as part of an effort to appease frustrated Tom Clancy and Splinter Cell fans, who have been less than happy with Ubisoft's treatment of the brand over the last decade. If you would have asked me this two years ago, I would have been so excited to hear this. But seeing what Ubisoft has been putting out lately, I'm definitely a little bit scared of what this is going to be. Keep it simple, let's go back to some of the old Splinter Cell games. I did love me some Chaos Theory back in the day, as well as Conviction. Never played Blacklist for some reason, so let's see whatever this can be. Number 10, Destiny 2 Witch Queen's upcoming dungeons not included in Standard Edition or Season Pass. Sean Carey at True Achievements writes, If you're a Destiny 2 player, it looks like you're going to need to stump up some extra cash to access new dungeons coming with the Witch Queen expansion next year. Previously, dungeons in Destiny 2 have always been included in the game's various expansions and season passes, but that's not the case with the upcoming Witch Queen expansion, at least not for the standard edition anyway. To get access to the two new dungeons, you'll need to purchase the deluxe edition, which costs $79.99, or pick them up separately, though pricing has not yet been revealed. The dungeons will also not be included in any of the Season Passes. It appears that Bungie has already started selling dungeons with Destiny 2 Bungie 30th Anniversary Pack for $24.99, which includes one new dungeon, a bunch of cosmetic items, and several weapons, including the famously ridiculous Galahorn Exotic Rocket Launcher from the original game. At the moment it looks like Galahorn is only available in this special pack. Definitely not something you want to see or hear. The dungeon in Destiny 2 that I did play, I forget which one it was, was super fun content being a huge fan of the raids. I like the smaller, three-person, raid-like experiences that dungeons have, but locking them behind this extra paywall seems very weird. I give this about a 30% chance that by the time this launches, this gets reversed, but I guess time will tell. Number 11, Elden Ring Delayed to February announces a console-only closed network test. Joe Scrubbles at IGN writes, Elden Ring has been delayed to February 25th, 2022. However, the game will get a closed network test from November 12th to the 14th, and you can register to be a part of it now, but it will be a console test only. Announced on Twitter, the Elden Ring team explained the delay, which is just over a month from the original date of January 21st, is because, quote, the depth and strategic freedom of the game exceeded initial expectations, end quote, the team thanks the players for their patience. The closed network test is for console only, with the option to try the game on PS5, PS4, Xbox One, or Series X and S, with crossplay supported within console families, no mention has been made yet of a PC test. Not a fan of the Soul Likes games, they're just not for me, I haven't really tried one that I like, I don't like the difficulty punishment, but we obviously know this is going to be one of the biggest games, if not a game of the year contender, for 2022. And number 12, Cyberpunk and Witcher 3's new gen versions are delayed to 2022. Andy Robinson at VGC writes, In a statement published on Wednesday, the company said the decision was based on quote, recommendations supplied by the person supervising development, end quote. It added, quote, apologies for the extended wait, but we want to make it right, end quote. Cyberpunk 2077 is now scheduled to be released in the fourth quarter of 2022, and The Witcher 3 is planned for the second quarter of 2022. Both games were originally due later this year. The sci-fi title slip is perhaps not surprising given that CD Projekt Red told investors last month that it couldn't guarantee Cyberpunk 2077's new-gen console versions would make it out this year as planned. Talk about a game that I said on this show I couldn't absolutely wait for in Cyberpunk 2077. I bought the game, pre-ordered it, Heard the reviews, watched the videos, and couldn't believe what I was seeing. I was one that took advantage of that refund from Xbox. And I only bought it because there was a deal I think on Best Buy for like $10 on the game, even though I was done buying physical games. I bought my last physical game in Cyberpunk 2077. And I will only give it a shot when I hear good things about the new gen release. I want to play this game. It looked like so much fun, but man, what a blunder! CD Projekt Red. The Witcher 3 was not a game I'm into. I just don't like that style. I tried to play about an hour and a half. It's just too much of a game for me. But, I will play Cyberpunk 2077. As always, we end our show with a fun fact about Xbox, and this time we're going to do a little history lesson on Bethesda. Bethesda Softworks created its first video game in 1989 named Gridiron. From this game, they got a contract to make more popular games such as Terminator and the Wayne Gretzky series. A few games made by Bethesda won the Game of the Year award, such as Fallout and The Elder Scrolls series. The second series consisted of six games, Arena, Daggerfall, Redguard, Morrowind, Oblivion, and Skyrim. Credit to good old Wikipedia on that one. And man, Bethesda has had some bangers over the year. Let's hope Starfield is the next big one. Thank you all for listening to the Xbox in 10 podcast, your wiki source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes or longer, depending on how big the news is each week. If you like the show, please subscribe on your favorite podcast service, share with your friends, leave a review, and follow on all social media at Xbox and 10. This past week, I've been continuing my journey into Back for Blood, absolutely loving this game i love the card system i didn't think i would at launch and i love all the upgrades i want to keep grinding getting my better skills and cards and finding an awesome melee build because that seems like fun to me my name is brandon rosie you can follow me on xbox at brosan 93 hope you all have a great week stay safe and keep on gaming